Before we start the show, I just want to let you know that we're part of the Bard Rock Network, sponsored by Dragon Master Games. Dragon Master Games is a local game store with an online storefront where you can get TTRPG products and collectibles, including trading cards. Just go to their website in the show notes and write in the comments that Bard Rock Network sent you. You can also support the network by subscribing to our Patreon or Ko-fi to access network-wide bonus content, get shout-outs on network shows, receive network swag, and even get invited to our several annual community game nights. Anyway, on with the show. the actual play book club i'm marty and as always i am joined by my co-host vicky hello and today our topic is roll for you and we have our special guest ross hi everyone thanks for having me welcome to the show we're so glad to have you yeah I'm happy uh, if to you'll be here. If, if you'll indulge just a moment we're gonna uh, get the important info out of the way yeah, Roll for you is a D&D 5e actual play podcast hosted by Ross Bladorn as the DM with players Sam Maxwell as Malin Munko, Katie Linsenicki as Fern Hollinger, and Nick Maines as Gorel of the Deepwoods. The original premiere date of Roll for You was August 10th, 2023, which makes it our newest uh, newest kid on the block as far as the shows we've covered on our show. Mm. Uh, there are nine episodes at the time of recording, and they release bi-weekly, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that's correct. The average runtime so far of the nine episodes uh, reaches an hour and 57 minutes. Uh, I knocked that down to an hour 49 because I uh, took episode one out of the data set because it's like <laughs> twice as long as everything else. <laughs> but that does make Roll for You the number two longest show in our average runtime leaderboard, just behind, of course, the dungeon run at three hours and 28 minutes. Right under <laughs> two average. hours, we're keeping it. <laughs> Perfect. Ross, tell us about your show. How did it come to be? What was the, uh, what was the, what's the word I'm coming up with? Uh, idea? What was the inciting incident? Ooh, what was the idea? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you know, like, I, I think uh, what ended up happening is there was like this moment uh, I, w- I was an actor professionally. I was uh, going around. Uh, when I-, I live in New York City, I was going to auditions, and I would be being sent out of the city to do projects. And uh, then the pandemic hit, and I had some time to reflect on what made me happy as a person, you know? And um, I was like, you know, I, I really don't... I'm kind of a homebody. I really don't want to be traveling my whole life. Uh I am, uh, you know, I I recently got married, and I was looking forward to uh, that, and I just didn't feel, you know, I felt this creative passion in me, but I really didn't want to be moving and grooving, so to speak, my whole life, and I just decided, hey, I'm going to take a break from this. I'm going to take a few steps back, and while I was doing that, I was like, I need some sort of creative outlet, so I actually... Uh, I came up with the, uh, with the idea for Roll for You a long time ago, but I knew it only happen. Uh, it would only happen with uh, my amazing collaborator Sam Maxwell, who writes all the music for our show. So I had to get him on board. Uh, he's he's just the the greatest collaborator I could have ever asked for, and he uh, was on board from the onset. But I said, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. You know, I really want to take time and put a lot of love into the project so we we came up with like the early drafts for the project probably about a year and a half before we started recording uh and we wanted to learn how to actually you know do the show uh properly because we knew Mm. nothing about audio engineering and so we started a whole other show with the intent of becoming better at editing shows for roll for you uh, and it was kind of like our junkyard uh, show, you know what I mean? Our show <laughs> where we just kind of, you know, it was the bare bones basics of editing, and we, we learned how to do this from scratch. And once we finally had all the tools in our in our skill set, we were like, okay, we're ready. Let's 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 do it right, you know. And uh, 
role for you was born from the idea of wanting to give other actors who are burnt out by the industry uh, a chance to feel a little free and a little uh, a little fun and be able to perform and have something that they could show people like, hey, I did this cool thing. Uh, it's one more thing in my resume. Uh, all the more reason why, you know, it's my job to make sure all of our actors on the show are able to point to this and say, this is something I'm proud of and something I, I'm passionate about, you know, so they can show it to other people and be like, hey, this is a good reference for me. Oh, wow. I love that. That's that is amazing. awesome. Yeah. I, and it, it's very cool to hear that you've, like, taken so much time to, like, put thought into the, like, and start out the gate with, um, like, the show that you really are passionate about and want to make. And it really shows, like, I'm, I was very impressed right from episode one with, like, just the audio quality. Oh, thank you. Uh, like, you guys uh, are, are are a real outlier in, I feel like, the actual play space specifically, <laughs> where a lot of shows start off and it's, like, a bunch of people that have, like, you know, cell phones or, like, little USB mics, but it mm. feels like you guys did, like, I could tell you guys put in the time to make sure that the show was going to be of, a like, a top-notch quality right out the gate. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to no. plug in a USB uh, microphone, you know, and like just be like, "Hey, you know, I have a lot of fun at my home game. Let's uh, just for fun, let's put it out there." But, you know, uh there are a lot of amazing storytellers that I feel like uh don't get their stories heard because unfortunately in the world uh I think last time someone said on uh in your last episode there's a graveyard of podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. There's yeah. a graveyard of podcasts out there, there is, that yeah. start and then don't finish. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like no one wants to start a story that's not finished. And it's harder for people to get into a story when they sound like they're in a subway tunnel at peak traffic uh, right. in a uh, in an echo chamber. Uh, and, you know, they could be telling the most beautiful story in the world. But if there are things in the way of their story, you know, like... Then no one's going to be able to understand or hear it, you know. So that's you know, audio stuff is really just a way to make sure that you can get to what the show's actually about. Mm. It's not like, mm. you know, it's it's the things to get out of the way of what you're actually there to do. Um, I just I I'm not the techie person, so I'm I'm not the one that can comment too much on the um the recording um software. So I. I was just going to try and segue into the world building, but I don't know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a hard cut, really. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to, to talk a little bit about the world building, because I think from the show point of view, it's the first one that I've heard of where you've actually created your own um, sort of system of money um, is in there. You've completely built a world that is completely different from anything that we've heard on the show. Um, <laughs> it's, it's literally not in, well, not in a world at the moment type thing. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away because the first four minutes of your first episode, <laughs> I just had to keep re-listening to it because I'm like, this is just, there's world building here that needs to be <laughs> listened to and I need to take this all in and, and just listen to it a few more times type thing. So it's just, I want to know where that world came from did you spend time just sitting there and thinking okay i need to do this i need to do that or did it all just sort of naturally appear as you were writing it uh yeah you know uh i'll say this you know i the way i write any uh any game you know is i start with the world give the premise and then mm. i let my players take the wheel where I'm like, right. and I and I mean even before the first episode comes, like mm -hmm. I had my players basically write out. I I tell them like, hey, it can be as short or as long as you want, but here are the whatever details I need for you. And then when you send me that, I'm gonna try and expand on them a little bit if I feel mm -hmm. like there's room to expand, and uh, and we're going to implement that into the world. So originally. I had the races, the five races. I'm like, these are the races that I feel like you can choose from. Uh, mm. uh, these are the major locations that each race is from. These tr races are probably a little like this, but I'm open to you changing that to fit whatever you need. Uh, and then for the world of the world of Asmira, 
which is the world that Roll For You is set in, mm -hmm. uh, it needed to feel lived in, but I, I've always tried to write with something called circles of awareness. And this mm -hmm. is something we use as actors uh, sometimes when we're not on the stage. Circles of awareness are the things that are in your immediate vicinity of uh, importance for yeah. you. And I use it for my writing style. So the first circle of awareness is going to be sector five, which is where our show starts. And it's the back half of our train, which yeah. our train, uh, in, roll free arcane train for the record is a story about a train that is 50 miles long that is connecting, uh, this world of floating earthen islands, uh, for the first time ever. It's the first piece of mass transportation. Uh, yeah. so the whole story centers around this arcane train, uh, and the, uh, players are boarding the train. So the first circle of awareness is sector five. The second mm -hmm. level of awareness is the train as a whole. And then when we go past that, we are looking at the world as a whole. So things are happening outside the world that matter, but they really only matter in the sense in the beginning that our players are taking this knowledge in with them to this smaller setting, mm. you know? Uh, so we talk about, uh, you know, we talk about all of these uh, different races, you know, I, without going too much spoilers, we go into the world at large in backstory that comes in later sessions. You know what I mean? So yes. uh, all the stuff that you see from uh, future sessions where there are backstories, those are all things that my players gave me um, mm. in their original backstories that I wanted to say, okay, this isn't as pressing in the outset of our story, but we need to weave it on in uh, for everyone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Later on, uh, yeah. once we're uh, less overwhelmed by this new setting, uh, we can move into more of like, oh, who are you guys at your core? I've got a note here and it's like, you start off um, with like one person and, and what's around her straight away. And then it's it builds into, oh, I'm hitting my microphone. It, it then builds into uh, what she can see around her and then as she's moving through you can see a little bit more so it, it kind of makes it a little bit bigger and bigger as you get it's almost like a circle opening up on what you can see around in the world if that makes totally. sense yeah absolutely <laughs> fellow i'm glad i'm making sense today this is good. Can I just say you guys are so kind i i was planning i made a tiktok about this yesterday i was thinking i was gonna come on the show i'm like what if i'm I, I ended up on the show, for those of you listening who don't know, uh, making a TikTok that was like, who someone needs to be the Keith Lee of TTRPG TikToks. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Marty uh, popped into the comments like, hey, check us out. We're doing that. And it was so good to offer me a slot in here. And <laughs> I came to the realization last night. I was like, what if I'm the 3.5 out of 10 that Keith oh, no. Lee gives to restaurants? <laughs> and uh, I, oh, no. I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, and and the thing about the, the Keith Lee impression is I feel like you nailed it on the head with your video. <laughs> like, you you are you are very aware about your own, about your own show. <laughs> it was, for me, it was a little too long. <laughs> yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was very funny. <laughs> You know, uh, like I, my rule is always after the first session, which you you pointed out, the first session's pretty long. After the first session, I I try so hard to make sure every session's going to be under two hours. Mm. You know, that, that uh, actually does lead me to an interesting question. Uh, what does like a typical recording session look like for you guys? Do you sit down and like go for a couple hours and do multiple episodes? Do you just meet once? and record one episode or what, what what does that look like for you guys it's only one episode at a time that what okay. that might change in the future uh i i know our next recording session we do plan on uh doing something which is a bit of an anomaly where we will uh record two sessions in a setting because right now where we are in the campaign uh which hasn't aired yet you know uh we're about to do kind of an RP session and into a major big fight that we've been building up to for a long time. Ooh. So, mm. um, you know, exciting stuff, but I want to keep that momentum. It should be a, uh, a shorter RP episode. Uh, I always say that. It never ends up being. Uh, <laughs> RP is never short. There's never a short RP session. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be an hour. Three hours later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's my whole life story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I, I do 
like the balance you guys have struck so far with the ratio of role play to combat. Mm. I, I think uh, I think a lot of shows get really bogged down in the combat portion of 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 D and D specifically, um, where you know it does get really crunchy at times. And for me, as someone with ADHD, I'm always just kind of like, all right. Skip, 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 skip. But I, you know, I, I like get it, man. <laughs> I really do. I, 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 you know, it's to the point where I'm, and I can announce this now, which is fine. It's still uh, a while in the remaining. Uh, this fight that I, I just said I have coming up, uh, you know, I've acknowledged a lot of my failings as a, a GM is often combat related. So mm-hmm. I have commissioned someone who's incredible at combat to help me make an amazing stat block for a larger-than-life villain that's going to be coming wow. up. So, and they will be credited when the time comes. Um, their name is uh, Vex. Uh, I don't know what their TikTok uh, handle is, uh, but uh, they're incredible. They're amazing. They, I gave them what I was looking for, and they just they'd made something absolutely beautiful. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, I'm looking that's, forward to this. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Network uh, show exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> Literally. Uh, big... <laughs> You uh, you don't get that anywhere else, but no. the College only, of Wisdom's only here Wisdom's Wisdom's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like when I'm listening to a show, I'm like, all right, the combat and they're rolling and blah blah blah. But when I'm playing the game, I'm like, yeah, I love rolling dice and hitting things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I empathize, man. You know, like it, do, I, it does hit like that weird little like goblin spot in my brain where I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> it is a it is like a thing for a lot of shows to like find out how are we going to make combat more interesting and how are we going to design encounters around being specifically like a show, like a podcast or, you know, your dimension twenties of the world. Yeah. I mean, I've been meaning to for a while to go back and frankly, uh, study, uh, how Murph does it on NatPod because if you're Absolutely. looking for compelling combat in a theater of the mind setting, cause that's really the challenge, right? Theater yeah. of the mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's There's nothing that takes the life out of combat uh, for people <laughs> who, uh, that uh, is not having a visual medium for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And frankly, your players as well. Uh, they're trying to get a, a view of what's going on. They're trying to understand what's going on. Uh, I, uh, you know, I really want to go back because there were so many times I've looked at Brian Murphy's uh, combats uh, listening to Nabot, I was just like, oh, this is exciting in a way I didn't know was possible within the com- mm-hmm. uh, mechanics of D&D. So I want to go back and uh, re-listen to that when I have a free moment, which is few and far between. No. Was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's been it's been an interesting experiment for me since starting the show into like, all right, how do I keep up with the shows I'm actively listening to yet also like try to listen to as much of a show as I possibly can in a month ish. Mm. And then also like, do if your I own like stuff. it enough, how, do my own stuff and figure out how to keep up with the shows that I like when we cover them on this show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Me scrambling right now uh, when we were recording this. And I think before this will go out, uh, fantasy high junior year for dimension 20 is going to be coming out. I have not finished sophomore year and I'm like, Time. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm screwed. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm I'm very I will not apologize for the person I'm going to become on January 10th, 2024. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I will not shut up about about Fantasy High. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, actually, uh, a a little world-building follow-up that I thought of. Um so the world of role for you has been kept to just the the five races that you've established. Was there intent behind choosing the ones that you chose? Uh, variety, for sure. Uh, it's not, I don't think, a mystery. I don't think I'm, it's not under lock and key. I'm not trying to hide the fact that all of these races are reskins of popular D&D races, right? Mm-hmm. So right. our Bowron race is a half-orc. Our Meldian race are uh, gnomes. Uh, Esmerans are humans, of course. Aarakocras have become uh, Aldarans. And uh, Verlamites are dragonborns. And I really just wanted to yeah. have enough variety. But there is also this sense of, like, one, I can't have a winged-like uh, race. Uh, like, uh, I can't not have a winged-like race, rather, in a world of clouds. Like, that's going to be yeah. very important to me as a storyteller, especially as the story goes on. Uh, and 
then uh, the Verlamites were going to play a much more central role than uh, they have up to this point uh, in the sense that we were going to originally have a player that was playing a Verlamite, um, and they were very passionate about that race. Uh, unfortunately, they dropped uh, out of the project uh, because, you know, they were a very successful voice actress, and uh, she wanted to uh, uh, go do her thing, which I was like, all the power to you. You you work. Um so she had to leave for a whole year for a contract, and I was like, well, uh, I'm going to bring someone in who wants to do something else. Uh, and that's where Nick came in as a Bowerin race. I love Goral. <laughs> so- to be Goral's fair, I have great. a soft spot for, for all of them. Um, but yeah, I like Goral. I'm quite pleased that Goral joined. Um- <laughs> yeah, the, 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 character, the characters and like the, the way that the players have been playing the characters up to where I've listened so far have been very, very well done. I would say mm. very good voices. Uh, keeps, keeps, uh, keeps me engaged. Well, that's good. Uh, can I ask, uh, how, how far have you gotten? Um, I am this. So this, uh, full disclosure, this recording date kind of snuck up on me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I am like almost done with episode three. <laughs> right on, right on. I'm up to episode nine. I hate that you've ended on a cliffhanger, and now I have to wait two whole weeks. <laughs> oh, you, you are very good about from from the episodes I've listened to so far. You are very good about the cliffhanger. Yes. I will say. <laughs> well, that's that's something I'm very passionate about, and this is going to sound super nerdy, but uh, if you look at uh, mangakas in Japan, you know they're a weekly serialized thing, and mm. I'm always impressed by their ability to make sure every week ends with a small like oh you're gonna want to be here next week and i just think that's important for a serialized uh even if it's bi-weekly thing because if you're just ending on a fully happy note you know there's room for that at some point but you know in a short run series like this because this is going to be a limited series you know uh you know i don't feel like there's a lot of room to not end with this kind of like oh everything's good we're all fine uh (laughs) yeah it's um episodes one to seven is the first arc and then you've just started the second arc so it's even the first set of it's very small and contained but it's it's like little two-hour episodes in the middle of your day type thing I'm, i'm enjoying it thank you we're about to finish recording act three there's going to be probably oh, wow. okay. five acts total. Um, uh-huh. At least four, probably five. Uh, it really depends on how some things go. I didn't realize you were that far ahead. Like arc three, we just started arc two and you're on about arc three. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just to clarify, did are you in person when you gather? Are you gathered around a table in person or are you online when you're recording? I, I think so, I missed that bit. Yeah, we're in person, but we don't see right. each other. Uh, we don't see oh. each other when we record. We're all no separated way. by curtains. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And we roll everything digitally for the sake of the, the sound quality uh, mm. and what have you. Uh, we are, if you, I unfortunately don't have a webcam to show you guys. Uh, and, you know, this is an audio format. So, uh, but I am in a dome of sound curtains right now as I speak to you. I see. Because it was it was hard to pick up when you were all. It sounded like all the players were around the table because of all the banter that the players were having between them. Um, especially when they're, they're there's the three of them discussing something and they forget that there's an NPC sat there in the room, <laughs> and then you come out with the NPC voice and they literally just forget that they literally react as if you've just sat there and said something to them. Oh um, my god! But you're talking about using D&D Beyond um, and it sounds like you're doing the battles on virtual tabletop so I was kind of couldn't quite figure out which way round you were doing it whether you were doing it in person or online originally we were gonna be separate but Mm -hmm. there was for whatever amount of control you get over audio by having people separate you know uh, one of my biggest inspirations is the McElroys and they record separately uh, you know, across the United States because they all live in separate places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that leads to fantastic audio quality. Um, but I, I 
personally have I own every bit of gear that this show uses wow. you know okay. uh, so it became this thing where I'm like I'm gonna have to buy everyone an interface to make if I you know there are so mm. many different like variables that could go wrong by having them separate when they're all here I can control uh, making sure no audio is lost uh, that there are backups made and then on top of that I do believe just personally uh, many people have you know prove that this can be done perfectly fine by not being person but mm -hmm. i do believe yeah. having that energy in the room is mm -hmm. is so helpful to my uh my cast you know what i mean mm -hmm. there's something tangible about being in a room with the person that you're trying to bounce off that is different from being in the screen or watching mm -hmm. a screen type thing i'm waving my hand as if like but yeah absolutely like um even from like my personal experience uh with my show wafering strangers you know we started online because it was peaked like covid 2020 time and then when we finally were able to like move into our like band's studio being able to like get the visual cue from somebody that like there's something about to happen or like there's going to be like an important moment coming up uh it it makes for like stronger role play overall i, mm. I feel like mm. um, yeah for sure and like my my god uh, i haven't been able to listen to a lot of wayfaring strangers but the music man it's it, you guys are pretty nuts <laughs> well thank you we uh we do our best uh i i do want to talk about your guys music though too because uh from the intro alone i uh, I'm very impressed with um, Sam, right? It's yes. Sam does the music. Yes. Sam <laughs> uh, nailed the feeling of the arcane train perfectly with just the intro. Mm. And my only complaint about it was I wish it was like a little longer because it was so awesome. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sam, and and I had written down. Yeah. I had written, I had written that note down. Like, I wish this intro was a little longer. And then it went into the recap and you guys do like the recaps, the cool way where you pull the, pull the clips from the episode and like mash them together into something kind of coherent. Yeah. I'm, I'm and, glad you feel that way because, uh, that has been one of my biggest things. I'm like, is like to this day, I'm like, is this the right thing to do? You know, like, right. I, yeah. I, we, <laughs> we did the same thing with Wavering Strangers where I even was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's so time consuming, <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're still going to keep doing it because it, I don't know, people like it sometimes. And then like giving foreshadowing for, for certain things is like, Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. I absolutely. heard about that earlier and mm. here it comes again could add from a psychology i don't know if it's a psychology but it's it's something i've observed myself if you rehear the exact clip it jogs something in your mind rather than just having somebody drone on about what happened um sure, so it's sure. easier for me to remember when i hear the person say it again i'm like oh yeah i remember that bit that's from that scene so from it helps me <laughs> personally to hear it yeah, you know, it really, I think it really, for me, it comes down uh, to a matter of vibes, right? You mm. know, it, no one would ever, I, at least I don't think anyone would ever look at NADPOD and say the fact that Murph says his recap that it's a lesser quality. You know, I don't no. think it's about that, you know what I mean? Mm. It's really just a matter of, like, what kind of show do you think you're trying to tell here? Uh, mm. And what's the energy you're putting into the space? And I, I think Roll For You almost verges, you know, obviously we're an actual play show, but like we're, we verge a little, a little on audio drama. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we, we dip our toes in that a little bit. And that's why I was like, I think I want the recap to be uh, mm. part of the audio experience. Yeah, I mean, it takes you to episode three to do actual combat. So it is almost <laughs> audio true. drama. And honestly, I kind of, I kind of liked it. I was like, wow, I'm really, I really feel like I'm getting to know these characters a little better until we put them in a very dangerous situation. Yeah. Like a lot of shows are like immediately combat yeah. episode one. It's like, Oh, Oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> hang on. I haven't gotten emotionally invested in these people yet. Mm -mm. Yeah. I was, I was uh, really worried for some, some of them in that battle. I was a bit, a little bit worried about some of them. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, which battle? Little, the, the first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah. 
Slippery, oh yeah, yeah, slippery bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bar fight, the vi- bar fight brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I wanted there to be a situation. I wanted the first combat to be not low stakes. That's never a good idea. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of the world, I wanted it to be this introduction of like, hey, this is what these characters are capable of. You know, and. You know, one of these characters is straight up a journalist. You know, like she's, she's not a fighter. You know, like, uh, and you know, she's a level three bard. Uh, you know, yep. so like obviously she can throw with the best of them, but like that, that's not her whole thing. Meanwhile, you have Gorel, who's like, I will give you a swift death. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Literally, yes. But yeah, real quick on the on the music. Uh, what is the what is the process like? Do you sit down with uh, with Sam and? Like, talk about, here's a good, like, scene that we can put something in, just go nuts, or... It's a bit of a blend, right? So, like, uh, I never sit down and talk with Sam about what I want. Uh, and I do that on purpose because I uh, I want Sam to get as much creative fulfillment out of this as I do. I want him to go nuts, because Sam Unleashed is a force of nature, uh, mm-hmm. You know, a bit of a background on Sam. Sam is a third-generation drummer. His grandfather wow. was a rock band drummer. His father is still a rock band drummer. And God damn it, Sam is a goddamn rock band drummer still now. And Amazing. he plays guitar. He's he's insane. You know, it, music is in his blood. You know, mm-hmm. uh, is, he, is he in a band I can look up on? <laughs> he's in a band. Music streaming yeah, service. Uh, yeah, I'll absolutely. Uh, and I can send you this link later. But he's in Never, Sometimes, Always right now. It's a Brooklyn-based band, Manhattan-based band, New York for sure. Uh, and he also plays uh, every Wednesday night at a, a Dueling Pianos bar, where he plays drums with the Dueling Pianos uh, oh. at a bar in, in uh, Hell's Kitchen called Bar Nine. Uh, he's just living the dream, you know. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And uh, on top of all of that. You know, I I usually will give him like, hey, this moment is important. Do with that what you will, you know. <laughs> uh, and then he always brings back something. And I, I very rarely will ever give him a note. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's one because of time. We don't have time. We got to get things edited and going. But it's also because Sam understands the story we're telling. He gets it. You know, he knows what we're doing here. And uh, that's one of the main reasons, other than the fact his immense talent, that I needed him for this to exist. Hey, folks. We just want to take a break from the action to let you know how you can support the show. As a part of Bard Rock Network, You can support us through a number of affiliate programs, where a portion of your order goes to support the network. Everyone loves dice, right? FanRoll Dice can make dice of all shapes and sizes, as well as accessories like trays, bags, and towers. Or, maybe you want to take better campaign notes. Just check out Minva RPG and look at their assortment of campaign journals and tools. Finally, You can level up your game night with tea or coffee from Many Worlds Tavern. In addition to delicious tea and coffee, they have stickers, tokens for your favorite trading card games, and playmats. Qualifying orders even come with free dice. All of those affiliate links can be found in the show notes, and you just need to use the code BARDROCKCAFE at checkout to save on your order. Most folks don't realize it, but the world is ripe with monsters. When you have a monster problem, you need someone who is smart. I came over here, I saw that there was a crime scene. I figured, you know, I'd park here on the... the... Crime scene. Brave. It's just not our fight. We just honk the horn, everybody dissipates, and we just ride away. And qualified. If nobody is going to, to assist David with this, he is going to pull out his nunchucks. Who gave him those nunchucks? Van Helmen's family is none of those things, but they're the best we've got, so check them out on Monster Cafe. Available now wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, 
uh, do you want to move on to a fun question? Yeah, I was going to say, should we move on to the fun questions? Yeah, for sure. Um, sure. I mean, I think I already may know because you have mentioned um, several people several times. Um, but it's more like who are who inspires you? Uh, who's your inspiration that you've taken through for the podcast for? Uh, yeah, you know, I get, I get, I actually have thought about this a lot when I was conceiving the idea of the show, and I was like, mm. what do I? And this was kind of my dm inspiration in of itself as it is i pick and choose the things that i'm like this is the thing that resonates with me so we talked about how you know i love the mcelroys i love that the mcelroys dip into borderline audio drama but Mm. sometimes the mcelroys you know and this is part of their whole brand they're they're a family first show and that's beautiful but that's Mm. not what i knew that's not what the show is uh but I love the quality they bring to the table. Uh, in terms of a amazing uh, storyteller, you know, I look to Brian Murphy, you know, like if you like a, a story where someone, you know, Murph very early on in Nathpod, he plants the amulet of Theala and lets us know, I don't know what it is, maybe it's episode four or five, very early on that in episode 100, you're going to be fighting Theala, even if he's not outright yes. saying it. From mm. episode five, he said, this is the end game. You mm. know what I mean? Uh, and that's important to me as well. Uh, so something like that is very important to me, especially when I have a concise series where I suspect the show will run maybe about 30 episodes. Uh, and then I look to, of course, Brennan from Dimension 20. Uh, we're in different formats, so I can't really pick and choose everything from him because he's, well, uh, on Dimension 20 at least, a uh, has a video component to a show. So mm. I, I look to Brennan for his ability to roll with things and his improv background. You know, he, he was here uh, in NYC for God knows how long and uh, was doing, a I want to say, Upright Citizens Brigade. I don't know if I'm remembering that right. But, you know, his improv background uh, led me to being like, all right, so how do we say yes in a way that's fulfilling and honoring these weird choices and potentially brilliant choices our players are giving them because there's such a instinct when you prepare someone to shut something down you have to fight yourself when you have something planned and your players have something else planned you know you have to be able to say okay let's go for a ride oh my god i almost dropped my ipad don't do that Live a little. Drop the iPad. No, whatever. Live a little. (laughs) Oh no, we're out a thousand. Uh, (laughs) Oh, imagine. Was that in the budget? No. Oh man. (laughs) We don't uh, have a budget for iPad. We're not in iPad budgets yet. We're in iPad (laughs) budget now. (laughs) Let me call up the network real quick. (laughs) Different tiers. Hey Paul, uh, can I get a new iPad? Oh no. It's that bar money. Oh, we're canceled? Okay, perfect. Yeah. We're ending the show. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the last episode of College of Whispers. Thank you. <laughs> if you could invite anybody at all to your table, who would it be and why? Real, fictional, alive, dead, doesn't matter. Oh, interesting. You know, I would love... To- <laughs> No, why? This is the first thing that comes to mind. I've I've been uh, really interested in going to see Boy in, Boy in the Heron recently. Uh, mm. uh, I haven't seen it yet, uh, but I'm told it's immaculate. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, and I always I can't think about Hayao Miyazaki without thinking about that one clip where he's saying that his son is a disappointment to him and he's never making true <laughs> art. And I'm just like, what if Hayao Miyazaki was just sitting at the table with us? Wow. And I just like, yeah, you guys, uh, you can roll to see if there's some loot on the ground. And Hayao Miyazaki's like, terrible, absolutely abysmal. This is this is awful. Um, <laughs> uh, and I don't understand a word because I don't speak Japanese. Uh, he's saying in Japanese what I assume to be very degrading things to me in my lesser art form. Playing with the uh, challenge mode rules. Yeah, <laughs> playing on hard mode. Yeah. Put somebody in the corner, not even playing the game, just going, "Oh my god." <laughs> but if I, actually, if I if I actually wanted to have fun, I would probably say just because I had no idea until recently that they were a D and D nerd. Matthew Lillard, because uh, mm. oh, okay. I've been obsessed with Matthew Lillard for a long time, uh, mm-hmm. ever since the Scooby-Doo movie, the original live-action Scooby-Doo movie came out. <laughs> peak art, peak fiction, 
in Bye. my opinion. <laughs> and <laughs> I and then he released his whole brand based around like you know I think his uh, his namesake uh, 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 drink alcoholic drink that he made is called Paladin and it was this thing big thing that exploded online if you haven't heard yet it's mm -hmm. like this you can't even get a bottle anymore it's all sold out uh, maybe they <laughs> restocked but uh, I'm just like I'm obsessed with the fact that I've just been open to a new world of possibilities that you're into this. He was just recently. He was in the. He was in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, right? Yeah, I seen that yeah. I haven't mm. seen it either. I've never been a big Five Nights at Freddy's guys, and also uh, I'm a scared little boy. I'm a scared little dude, <laughs> uh, and I I be a quaking and a shaking in my seat when I see I scary am, things. I am just a little guy. I am just a little guy. Please do not scare me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is where no. I come out and say I was obsessed with Five Nights at Freddy's and I was watching the Markiplier and Jacksepticeye playing it just like religiously well, and then watching the game theory like Matt Pat yes, doing the theory. Yeah. Listen, I was watching... <laughs> I was a big Matt Pat listener yes. to like the. I, I've never played a game, couldn't play, no. it, too afraid. But you better afraid, believe sure. I was watching Matt Pat explain it to me. Oh yeah. You better believe I know everything about that lore without <laughs> ever having touched the game. Hundred percent. Yeah, we know about the bite of eighty-seven. Oh For, no. <laughs> whether consenting or not, I know the Five Nights at Freddy's lore. Yeah. <laughs> consenting or not, Against we know my the will. lore. Consent oh, no. Consenting or not, as if it's like you know, he's been sat down and forced to watch it. Uh, <laughs> they've they've uh was it is it clockwork orange where they like yeah you will watch the five nights at freddy's lore video no please okay i did watch it up to a point and then it kind of fell off i think with everybody else yeah. everybody else kind of realized that it's kind of getting a bit long now it was getting a little complicated, like, complicated. I, like, I can't i can't figure out what's happening anymore there's like yeah. it got to the point where matt pat was like okay that whole last video i made was wrong here's the real video <laughs> it kept doing it like no that window. one was wrong too uh <laughs> Can you imagine me Matt Pat and this poor this new this new game comes out and he's like that just throws all my it's like a Zelda that just form. ruined my <laughs> just ruined my whole life yeah. thank you yeah I, I and wasn't it wasn't it at some point that like the creator of the game was like yeah I actually just keep changing the lore to screw with Matt Pat yeah he does he did at one point I it was like a big hubbub they like he like commented on one of Matt Pat's videos and I think the comment was just like wrong uh, <laughs> or something like that it's something i do though it's 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 the little troll thing that you just get the wrong you think he's all wrong wow you are it's like I, I strive to do that one day with like any of the shows that i do where it's like somebody like comments on something and i go wow you're so off base even though they're like 100 percent dead on yeah <laughs> wow i can't believe somebody can be this wrong that's crazy yeah crazy right <laughs> <laughs> me at my players when they make correct guesses about the lore uh, yeah like furiously scratching out notes <laughs> wrong. tearing out pages uh no actually that's not the case because uh you would never expect me to do something that you could so easily predict uh, exactly <laughs> uh, have they predicted anything that you've had like they've secretly they've predicted one thing oh they predicted one thing, and okay. I, I never say yes or no to anything they say out of habit, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yeah, and you know, we have an after show on our Patreon, which you know, uh, is where we talk about these things, mm. and uh, it's also more it's so important that I don't say anything there for people who are subscribed to the Patreon, you know, uh, mm -hmm. that like I don't confirm or deny anything that mm -hmm. they guess at, you know, uh, which is fun, uh, you know, like, uh, but I will say there is one thing that they have guessed that I'm like, you're dead on. It's not going to change. Cause I feel I'm very, I feel very strongly that it's a reward when yeah. your players guess something, right? It's not yeah. something you need to change. You're not uncreative because they guessed it. You're laying the right things out for them to guess it. That means. Yeah. 100%. And, it, and it shows that they're invested enough in your story that they're paying attention and can come to those conclusions. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Conversely, is there anything that somebody suggested and you thought that's a great idea? I'm taking that. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'll say the world adapts to weird, fucked up things that uh, the players say, uh, but nothing out of session rings true to that at this moment. Um, Got you. Do you have any advice for new game runners or anybody that's coming into the to the actual play scene? Yeah, I mean, um, 
one, don't do a podcast uh, for sure, right? Um, <laughs> I, let me rephrase that. Do We'd be do out a of business. Po- <laughs> <laughs> Show's open. Have, Everyone's bothering. You have so many to pick from. You're fine. This is, <laughs> this is our pie, and we are eating it, and you go somewhere else. <laughs> I thought you wanted your backlog to grow ever shorter. All no. right. <laughs> <laughs> See, we, we say that at the end of every episode. Yeah. But our... <laughs> Like Sisyphus, our task just keeps resetting it does. and growing tougher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I truly do think, you know, if you are going to start a show, one, I hope it's because it gives you fulfillment, not because you need something from someone. Hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, Absolutely. Roll for yeah. you. I, 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 I guarantee you. These shows that start and end up in this quote unquote graveyard of podcasts that was uh, said last session, which I think is so on the money, uh, they stopped because they weren't doing it just to create something and have fun with their friends. And maybe not guarantee, obviously, things come up in life, right? But, mm-hmm. like, you know, a big part of that is if you're not gonna, you know, people who just start up these shows, you know, I think in a weird way, because of social media, we've been trained to expect gratification instantly yeah. from things we put out onto the internet. And, you know, that's not your fault. You know, we've been unfortunately culturally trained to have those expectations. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. But, you know, really think to yourself, do I get happiness from being with my friends and laughing and having this sacred thing that's just us, you know, or do I want to muddle that by making it half presentation, you know, hmm. and then past that, if you still decide you're going forward with a podcast, awesome, good, amazing. What kind of show do you want to choose? You know, that should be the first thing. Is it something that you're like, oh, you know, the voices are really important to me. You need to be looking at critical role at what these voice actors are doing are you familiar with ipa the international phonetic alphabet which all voice actors use to come up with their dialects Mm. you know that's an important resource for you if that's something that's important for you you know uh and if you know like heavy improv is something important to you you need to be looking at these people that you respect who are heavy improv artists you know it's really just a matter of like help yourself uh do the thing that you want to do, you know, uh, and then start because I guarantee you the first time you do it, you're going to suck uh, because that's just the way it is. You're doing a new thing. Don't expect yeah. to be Matt Mercer your first session, you know. Um, don't expect to be Matt Mercer after 100 sessions, frankly, but uh, it, it's, you're, it's okay to fail, and hopefully you have people at the table with you that are ready to fail with you and are ready to give you that grace. That's it, Don. No more needed. <laughs> That's the end of the show. I got nothing. He said it all. That's crazy. That's fantastic. <laughs> One time when I was in college, uh, I was went to college for theater, you know, and uh, I was doing a showcase for a casting director that came to town, and he was, he was very kind, but uh, he asked me one simple question, and uh, mm. I talked for five minutes, and then he said, what's your name? I said, oh, I'm Ross. He's like, all right, I'm going to call you Ramblin' Ross because uh, I just don't know when to shut my mouth, uh, no. which is fine, but I've accepted that about me. But uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit jarring, I think, for people. No, I think it's great because, <laughs> honestly, the because, le- like, nobody in my, like, real life lets me talk for a very long time. So, like, on this show, I just, like, start running my mouth, and then I don't stop, and I say dumb stuff. Pop off. So thank yes. you for stopping me from looking dumb. No, I've never thought that in the show. I love this show, man. That's why I was so excited to be on here. Well, I so appreciate that. I wanted to ask, this is this is maybe uh, just a weird random thing, but uh, what is Spruce Juice Studio? Yeah, that's kind of like our, you know, it's not an overly official thing, but we uh, Sam is my, uh, you know, my main collaborator, and we decided very early on that, you know, we already had one podcast and we were adding a second to it. We should have something that's the umbrella of what we create. So anything okay. that we create is Spruce True Studio, and <laughs> this kind of harkens back to, you know, a little behind the scenes for me. I came up with the idea of Spruce Juice, uh, uh, mainly 
because uh, I live uh, in New York and I don't come from here. You know, I, I came from a place where I was constantly involved with nature and uh, uh, spruce juice is partially a hearken to uh, a return to uh, peace and quiet and nature uh, and uh, right. the intent that someday if we keep working hard, we'll find ourselves back in that peace, you know. Uh, but it, for now, we're in the thick of it. Um, uh, and uh, also, uh, a little side note, uh, on the more no- morbid note, me and my wife decide that when we die, we will have our, <laughs> our ashes infused with uh, two spruce trees and have them planted next to each other. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. Okay, now I'm yeah, going to cry. Cute it's way fine. to die. Cute little way to die. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just going to cry on my own show. Yeah, and uh, then uh, uh, the juice comes from the fact that, like, uh, you know, when you uh, when you juice something, you're squeezing every little last bit of it uh, out. So our uh, creativity, we're putting everything we have into it. We're squeezing every last drop of us into this project uh, while we still can. We're young. We're healthy. Uh, we're just trying to make something that, you know, frankly, might be a flash in the pan. Uh, hey, uh, spoilers, guys. Uh, roll for you. Arcane Train might be the last show we ever make, you know. And it's mm. truly because the people that I have here, I can't afford to keep them forever. You know, they've agreed to do this project with me. And yeah. it, it, after this, it's anyone's game. So if you <laughs> get in the Patreon, fam, if you want us to stay around so I can pay my actors, uh, so I can contractually keep them, get in the Patreon. I would love to pay them and keep going forever. But, you know, they're, they're talented folks, mm. uh, and they deserve the world. I think that's probably... Apart from maybe Dungeon Run, I don't know. It's it's one of the you're one of the ones that actually pay your actors. You actually ensure that there are um, funds available for them to come and do. Like it is a work for them. It is a job for them. Um, a lot oh. of the times, it's uh, a group of friends who decide they want to make something. I apologize. Let me be clear. Unfortunately, right now they are not paid. That's my oh, point. Like they're right. all friends okay, of mine, and I desperately want to pay them. Like Got they're you. doing this for free right now, mm-hmm. but like I can't expect them to do that forever. You know. Right. And you know I've had that chat with them. Like I desperately want to pay them. Like desperately, desperately. But right okay. now I've put in an ungodly amount of money into this project, and uh, our Patreon right now is. Is, is is small but mighty, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So right now, uh, there's uh, not really any money going out of the show. We're not making any net profit Profit with, like, you know, just, uh, frankly, all the money we make goes to just uh, keeping the Buzzsprout uh, account op- uh, <laughs> o- open and alive, you know? <laughs> yeah. Apologies if I misunderstood. <laughs> no, that's all right. You know, at the end of this, if we have made money, I'm going to back pay everyone you know uh and if there's any excess funds that i can scrounge together even just out of my own pocket you know i'll I'll gladly do that but i'm lucky that everyone at the table is such a close friend like nick mains was the best man of my wedding sam maxwell is was in my uh, one of my groomsmen and uh katie is my wife you know Mm -hmm. uh so like it, it goes without saying that they're all doing this out of you know love for the game yes and love for performing but immense love for each other, you know? Oh, that's fantastic. That's always good to hear. You know, you see you see some casts, and you kind of think, like, on the surface, they, they seem like they're enjoying their time together, but, like, you never know, like, what's going on behind the scenes, mm. I suppose. It's been very heartwarming with the shows that we've covered and had people on to hear, like, no, we actually all really love doing this, and we love being around each other. And we want to keep doing this, like, as long as people want to hear it, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, that goes back to what I was saying about, you know, are you sure you want to start a podcast, uh, you know, in the TTRPG space? Because uh, if you're not all on the same wavelength of, like, hey, this is an artistic endeavor or whatever it is for you, for us, that's what it is, you know? Uh, Mm -hmm. If you're not on the same wavelength... That could lead to bitterness with people who you consider close friends. I personally know people who have started shows, and they don't talk to each other anymore, and it's really sad. Mm -hmm. And it all started with the fact that they started getting mad at each other during the show. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, you know, one of my main jobs as, I guess, if you want to call me a showrunner, I guess, or whatever I, my title would be, you know, yeah. my job is to constantly be checking in with everyone and be like, hey, how are you? Are you happy with the way things are going? Uh, you know, and like making my intentions clear. I'm like, hey, guys, everyone's story is important all the time. This session, we're going to be delving a little more into what Fern's all about. There's going to be some stuff here that's going to be a little more Fern-centric. And I promise we're coming back to you, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's setting expectations, you know. Yeah. And I have, again, I'm so lucky to have people that are literally working professionals, you know. And th- this is what they do for a living. They're so used to being like, yep, business as usual. You got it. Let's have fun and mm-hmm. let's... Um, make some make some art i love to hear that that makes yeah. me so happy to hear yeah it, it, <laughs> it sounds as if you have a table that really trusts and has that security within the sort of relationships you have within each other to say okay my character's going to go here now and they have that um security and safety to sort of say this is where i want my character to go is everybody okay with this that sort of thing going on yeah absolutely have we run out of questions? I think we have. <laughs> I, you know, that, that's the nice thing too is like when you when you ask somebody a question, and they actually end up end- answering like three or four of your questions. Yeah. <laughs> Rambling Ross strikes again. It's wonderful. It really is. It's fantastic. Yeah! <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you know, uh, it 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 truly is like so fun to just talk about the show with you guys so thank you like i could i could obviously talk forever but just having you guys for a little while to be able to talk with people who have listened to the show and have uh strong feelings on the show you know it's it it helps uh me as a a person who's just trying to continue on and uh know okay, how is this being received? How is this being looking, you know? like, And to anyone listening, get in our social media and tell us honestly with a little uh, kindness, if you will. Uh, if <laughs> there's something that you are like, hey, this isn't making sense to me, that's mm. something we want to know, you know? We're in it for, you know, making something that is hopefully enjoyable for you. Do you want to tell the people where they can talk to you about the show? Nope. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Uh, you can uh, find us at uh, well, you can find me on TikTok at D and D underscore with underscore Ross uh, uh, GM Ross uh, on TikTok, uh, and you can find our uh, Instagram. I believe it's just Roll for You Pod on Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah, those are our main social media. We don't do, uh, Twitter slash X, uh, after the whole, uh, debacle, we were just like, eh, get out of there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jump ship. Um, and, um, you know, uh, you can always, uh, reach out, uh, via our me- email at, uh, roll for you pot at gmail.com. Um, and, uh, you know, all of our individual Instagrams are, uh, labeled in every episode description of every show all of the players and my own which again is just roll for you um uh, not arcane train in the title if you just type in on any preferred podcast streaming platform roll for you you uh should see a little green d20 background pop up and be like click 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 five star rating thanks (laughs) that reminds me we got a rate of five stars (laughs) we do yeah (laughs) yeah it doesn't let me do it on I just I just watch you like bear being beaming my eyes into you. It's like go ahead. <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> uh but no, thank you so much for having me today, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a pleasure thank to you. talk to you to be fair. It's been wonderful. <laughs> it has been great. It it's it, you know, it, it's been uh we've gotten a lot of like interest in the show and like having people come on and talk about their shows mm. and we've we've quickly discovered that there's no better way to get somebody to collaborate with you than just letting them talk about their 
thing that they're passionate about. Hundred percent. And I and you know that's kind of that was kind of the original conceit of the show was like I like actual plays and I want to talk about and learn about more shows. Yeah. And I would love to talk to the people that like make them, but I don't know. I'm just a little guy. I don't know. <laughs> just a little guy. Uh, just a little blue guy. <laughs> What am I to do? I'm so. just a little guy. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, just learning to learning to like take those chances on like social media and just reach out. When I saw your video, I was like, "That's me. I'm doing that." That's us. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. One of these days, you guys are gonna make an episode, and it's gonna be uh, like some sort of show out there. And I, I really don't think you guys bring. Frankly, I I don't think you guys bring negativity to any space. I don't see the way you could do it. But if the day ever comes where you just rip into a show i'm gonna get some popcorn i'm gonna get some tea i'm just gonna be like "Ooh, it wasn't me <laughs> oh no things are getting messy <laughs> oh my we just end up on drama youtube somehow oh god <laughs> you go after like oh, a no. really big fish you go after critical role what Oh, I don't We're, think I could. <laughs> you would be. I don't oh know how we'd God. ever cover Critical Role. It's like, so large. We, yeah. I am definitely gonna cut out where you said where we asked you if you had anywhere you, we could find you, and you said no. Bye. I'm gonna like put like five seconds of silence. So I go. Wait. Is that really the end of the? Where's the? Just where's the outro the, music? Yeah, just bring yeah, in the music yeah, cue. Just, yeah. yeah. Just bring in the music. Bring in the music. Fade it in. Anywhere we can find you. Bun, dun, dun. You're listening to a Bard Rock Network. <laughs> Ah. A record uh, scratch. Uh, <laughs> that'll be the most creative with the editing I'll ever get on this show. <laughs> I, I have overplayed my hand with editing. I know we're at the end of the show, but real quick, I, I, I've overplayed my hand at editing uh, in uh, my show. I've put in two record scratches in nine episodes. It's got to stop. Yeah. I've, I, it, it's too far, gang. Take it too away, many records, Too, too many See, record scratches. Uh <laughs> That's the thing, like, with uh, a lot of the, like, I'm in, like, three or four Bard Rock Network, like, productions. Sure, sure, sure. I, they, we put record scratches all over the fucking place. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> I put I put two. <laughs> me, unfortunately, <laughs> apparently. I put two in one episode one time. I said, I'm a monster. <laughs> I had to take it out. I felt too bad. <laughs> uh, in my defense of the most latest one, we have one in episode nine. It was Sam's idea. Uh, Sam said, <laughs> hey, for the music here, can you cut it off really sharply with a record scratch? See, I love doing that where like you have the track underneath and so someone says something like really out of pocket. And it's like, all right, the track's gone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just let everybody go. What the? Uh, but with that, uh, that is going, I think that's going to be it for us today at college of whispers. Uh, I just want to say again, thank you so much, uh, to Ross mm -hmm. from roll for you for coming on and talking to us about your show. Uh, this is, this is definitely going in my rotation, uh, as it, you know, as soon as I can clear up my backlog a little bit more. Godspeed Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing uh, the Lord's work, man. <laughs> So it is uh, at the time of release, December 27th, 2023. Mm -hmm. So I just want to wish our audience a very happy whatever holiday you celebrate. Yeah. And a wonderful new year as we go into 2024. Yay. Our Our next episode, uh, this is actually a very uh, cool uh, opportunity we've been handed here at College of Whispers. Mm -hmm. um, Riley Hopkins, the creator of the TCRPG Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, a... Uh, uh, a game that aspires to be the kingdom hearts of TTRPGs will be coming on the show and we will be talking about a yet unreleased uh, campaign of, uh, of theirs. Yeah. Looking forward to this. So we've been, we've been given pre-release access yes. to, to their, Official. to their entire Scoops. season. So we'll be uh, checking that out and talking to them about their game. Mm -hmm. uh, so, with that, thank you again for for tuning in to College of Whispers. May your backlog grow ever shorter. Yeah. <laughs> he said the thing. He said the I thing. I said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our marketing. I have to say it. I'm, I'm under contract. Contract, like, yeah.
Thanks for listening to College of Whispers. Our intro and outro song is Everything by Winter Wayfarer. Check them out on all major streaming platforms. You can find College of Whispers on social media at all the relevant places listed in the show notes. College of Whispers is a Bard Rock Network production. Learn more about the network in the show notes and on social media. Thank you for checking out our show. As a reminder, we're part of Bard Rock Network, who you can support by checking out our sponsor, Dragon Master Games. Support our local game store, get yourself some TTRPG essentials, and help the network produce some more excellent content. It really makes a difference. Our show and all the other shows on Bard Rock Network wouldn't be possible without the support of people like you on our Patreon and Ko-fi. That's why we like to thank supporters who pledge above a certain tier at the end of network productions. This month's top supporters are Sarah, Queen, Viralor, Khadija, Marty, and Paul. Thank you all so much for supporting the network. If you want to get shoutouts and other rewards, pledge on our Patreon or Ko-fi today. Links in the show notes.